Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Grab Coffee. I'm super pumped to bring you this episode specifically because I get the chance to sit one-on-one with Alan Lau, the CEO and co-founder of Wattpad. Wattpad's vision is to entertain and connect the world through stories. Their flagship app is a leading social storytelling platform, which is home to a community of more than 90 million people who spend over 23 billion minutes a month engaging in original stories. And in January of this year, Wattpad announced an agreement to be acquired by Naver, South Korea's internet conglomerate, for an estimated $600 million US. This is the Let's Grab Coffee podcast, and I'm your host, George Khalife. Before we jump right in, I did want to mention that this week's episode is sponsored by YubiCo, maker of the YubiKey, which provides one of the strongest forms of two-factor authentication. YubiKey is a physical key to secure your online world, acting as an extra layer of protection for all your accounts. These are easy-to-use, durable, secure, and portable keys, which I personally rely on to keep most of my social media accounts, including this podcast, safe. Well, Alan, thanks again for doing this. Uh, definitely appreciate I, I shared already the, the positive sentiments of, of you as a, obviously a co-founder, a founder, a very notable entrepreneur within uh, Toronto's tech ecosystem. So thanks for, for coming on. Well, thanks for inviting me. For, before we get into the whole story, just a quick check-in. How are you feeling? There's been a lot of press around Wattpad, around you obviously building this successful journey. Just curious, personally, how are you feeling taking all this in? Yeah, I think in the in the past few weeks, uh, especially right after the the acquisition announcement, I felt like winning the Oscar. <laughs> that's the, that's the best way to put it. Uh, the the phone didn't stop buzzing for like days, and uh, it took me more than two weeks to reply to uh, all, all the thank you messages. And uh, you know, I, I did want to to reply to. Uh, everyone, because uh, for anyone who took the time to send me a, a, a congress uh, message, you know, that definitely is, uh, I, I need to spend the time to reply and that took up a lot of time, actually. <laughs> a lot of people are happy about the news. For those wondering, uh, and, and before we get into the, to the successful acquisition, you basically built one of the leading social storytelling platforms. You know, as someone who loves uh, storytelling, what I love about Wattpad is you're giving a voice and there's a few, for those listening on audio, you basically have a few, I guess, billboards of either TV shows or movies that have honestly won Emmys, have been on you mm-hmm. know, platforms like Netflix, Hulu, and, and so on. And it gives really up and coming artists a chance to, to voice their stories. But what yeah. was the inception of that? Like, how did you come up with this whole concept of Wattpad? Yeah, the uh, uh, the genesis of this story started almost twenty years ago. Um, it was in two thousand and two. Uh, at that point in time, I was the CTO, Chief Technology Officer of uh, my first company. Uh, I was uh, a co-founder of Tira Wireless, uh, and uh, at that time, uh, what we did was mobile games for the feature phones, uh, like. Remember, that was 20 years ago before iPhone and, and Android. The most popular phone at that time was the candy bar Nokia phone. Uh, for some of, uh, some of you who are uh, very young, uh, under 20, probably have, have uh, never seen one of those phones. So just Google it, uh, what, what a Nokia phone looked like at that time. So anyway, um, the, uh, uh, at that time, um, I, in my spare time, I wanted to do something that I, I was truly passionate about. 
I was uh, very into gadgets. I love gadgets. So uh, mobile phone, uh, running a business uh, or co-founding a business that is related to mobile phone, absolutely is God sent to me. However, I don't play games. Uh, you know, I'm not saying I don't play casual games, but you know, it's I'm not a hardcore not a gamer. gamer. So, yeah, yeah, so that that side of the business, I I'm, I wasn't too passionate about. And uh, uh, if you look at my media consumption or entertainment, I love to read. So uh, the most obvious choice or side project for me would be a mobile reading app on those uh, candy bar Nokia phone. That's the genesis of the uh, of Wattpad. Wow. That's insane. Well, when you say Nokia, the first thing I can think of was playing Snake on it, if you remember. That was yeah. that, that was like my favorite game. Man. <laughs> it was a good time. Um, so so that was the genesis. The the challenging part, and we talked a little bit before the recording, is is building the marketplace, right? Because you you provide yeah. a two-sided marketplace. You mm-hmm. provide content for folks like like myself and you who digest the actual content, whether through books, whether through movies, shows, etc. But you also have to provide the supply side of, of artists and creators supplying mm-hmm. the content. How do you go? And this is probably the hardest thing to do. Uh, I've, I've tried to do that myself, and it's, it's very difficult. So curious, what was your framework in doing this? Yeah, this is uh, um, a tip- very typical co-start problem. Yeah, uh, for any marketplace, in the beginning, you uh, uh, you run into the chicken-egg problem. In our case, without the content, you don't have any consu- content consumer. Without any content consumer, uh, there's no incent- not enough incentives for the creators to upload the content. So um, when we um, skip the, uh, uh, um, the, the, the founding story, uh, uh, but uh, eventually we started the, the company with, uh, with my co-founder Ivan in 2006. And that's the, exactly the chicken and egg problem was the first problem that we had to tackle. Fortunately, there, um, there, there, there was and still is uh, a ton of uh, public domain content on the internet from uh, like the classic books. Uh, that's what I'm referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, from Prime Prejudice to all the works from Charles Dickens, you know, it's like 200 years old you, or, or more. You, you can just download on, uh, from the internet. Uh, however, at that time, one thing very interesting was even though the content was already available on the internet, but there, there was no, uh, no tool, no reading app for people to read on the mobile phone. And guess what? Sometimes, you know, uh, uh, when people commute on the train in the, in the morning, they want to uh, they want to uh, consume content. Of course, it's obvious today. Everyone is doing this in the subway or, or on the train or, or, or buses. But at that point in time, it was kind of nascent. And uh, we kind of cover our niche for people who love to read, especially classic books on, on the phone, which is a device that you carry all the time. Uh, you don't have to pull out your laptop or, or bring a book, right? You just turn on your phone and, and you, you can start reading. And that's how we attracted the first few thousand uh, readers. And then uh, it, it, it started to snowball from, from there, but very, very slowly. Did you find it harder to generate the supply side or the demand side? Uh, both. Um, the, uh, we thought um, uh, uh, when we started the company in 2006, we thought we could attract, say, a, a million readers in the first year. Why a million? Because uh, uh, a year before we started the company, uh, there was another company started in 2005 
and uh, 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 get bought by a leader search company called Google in 2006 for over a billion dollars. And of course, that company is YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, they grew from zero to 40 million monthly users in a year. So I think uh, we, uh, when we thought about uh, uh, a million in the first year, it was actually quite modest if you use 40 million as, as a standard. Um, however, uh, reading classic books is already a, a fairly uh, niche uh, interest. And, and uh, reading on mobile phone when you can mute is niche within a niche, right? So um, after a, about a year after we started, we attracted maybe a thousand readers. You know, they, they were active. They were mm -hmm. uh, consuming the content, but uh, we, I wouldn't consider this as getting traction you know we we just get the the snowball just rolling a little bit and uh um uh that's uh uh readership continued to grow for another year i can't remember the number perhaps ten thousand readers uh um consuming content on a uh, webpad at that time and that allowed us to attract the first writer writing original content on webpad and that Upload feature, that writing feature was there for two full years without anyone uploading anything. Wow. Yes, it's, it's, I guess Netflix went the similar route, right? Like they at first uploaded a lot of the, the stuff that we probably all watch, but they just made it more accessible, more portable. You didn't have to drive to, you know, to the blockbuster and return like an outdated mm -hmm. rental that you had to pay fees on. Yeah. Uh, and then they eventually they came up with, with Netflix originals. Was that yeah. always the plan though for you? Like that was always the moral compass. Uh, not, not really. Uh, um, I, I think at that time when, when you were so, um, the, the, the marketplace was so tiny, the product was so um, early stage, uh, you know, we, we were not, we had not, we were talking about before product market fits, we, we didn't get much traction. So um, at that time, yes, we believe reading and writing is one of the um, biggest like uh, forms for media consumption, like video, uh, audio, uh, images, you know, reading, writing, uh, especially reading, absolutely. Uh, like 5 billion people can read on the planet. It, it has to be a big vertical. Um, however, we were not too prescriptive of the type of content or um, what is going to, to be. We just know uh, it's a big vertical. We built the the um, uh, app, for lack of a better term, we, we, we didn't call it app at that time, in 2007 or six. Uh, um, uh, we built the 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 platform for people to consume and also for people to 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 upload. We know it's going to be big, but exactly how it works, it's very hard to visualize at that point. You know, it's, it's through multi years of iteration before that vision be, becomes more clear. Uh, just on that note, I mean, it, it sounds much simpler than it is in reality. And I'm, I'm sure you know that having literally grinding on, on, on this one concept, one business for over 16 years. Mm -hmm. and, and, and there are famous stories I'm going to get to in a second when it came to capital raising. <laughs> I think you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. But when it comes to iteration, like how do you develop that mindset to know when it's the right time and what path is the right path for the company to then go into the next phase, the next version? Yeah, I, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but we, I, in a way, we made uh, quite a few decisions that that was right, right uh, at that time. Um, 
for example, um, that marketplace uh, uh, for, for us to get to liquidity when there's enough supply, both supply and de demand, the biggest limiting factor is actually not the product itself, it's time. Once you have uh, the, the first one uploaded, the first writer, uh, his or her content would attract uh, more readers, more readers uh, uh, would uh, attract more, more writers and then it would just snowball. But mm -hmm. you, you cannot go against time. It takes time to build that uh, liquidity. So um, we, um, we were struggling in the, in the first year or even in the second year, as I mentioned, like took two years to get the first upload. You know, if it's not struggling, I don't know what it, what is struggling. Uh, so at that time, we, um, we turned Wattpad into a part-time job. Uh, we we uh, we were bootstrapping the company. There was no capital. We all, both Avi and I, we we quit our job. We were all in, but uh, without any traction. <clears throat> excuse me. Without any traction, raising capital is also like impossible. So uh, we were um, bootstrapping while uh, on the side we were doing a million things, from contracting to other things to to keep us alive and, and keep going. Uh, so, um, uh, like, it took us almost four years before we raised the first angel round. Oh, man. Now, this, uh, yeah, hearing, I love you pointing that out because this is literally what entrepreneurship is. It's not on, you know, uh, eating caviar on a jet. This is, this is what leads to, you know, 17 years to a successful story later on. Um, curious, before I get to the capital raising side, you mentioned, you mentioned something critical that it took uh, two years for that original upload. Mm -hmm. what, what was that first upload and what, what did you do to celebrate when that first upload happened? Yeah, I wish uh, um, we, uh, we published and knowing what we know now, yeah, I wish we took screenshots, <laughs> selfies, published and paint, you know. But I, I would say it was um, a pretty surreal experience uh, already at that time because we, we waited two years and no one used it. Uh, that uh, upload button uh, a feature and uh, the, the first story was uh, I believe it was a teenage girl um, maybe in 15 years old 16 years old 17 years old I don't know exactly uh, mm. she uploaded um, a teen romance story and uh, I believe she ping many of her friends and and the friends uh, you know would, would come on the Wattpad to, to, uh, to read her writing. Uh, and uh, how I knew this, because we, we had the comment feature. I, I know what they were talking about. You know, I, so I know some of the, the, the readers uh, actually uh, uh, knew the, the, the writer uh, in, in real life. And uh, I believe uh, some of the readers, because of this, they discovered Wattpad and, and talked to some other people and that in turn brought in this the second writer, and then two, one became two, two became four. It just multiplies uh, exponentially. But to 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 answer your question, um, the uh, we didn't quite celebrate. We we should have. But one thing we we did do, um, I briefly touched on this. Look at the comments. Look at the engagement. Look at under, mm. try to understand why people are excited about the the story. Why people come back and why people come back over and over again. And that type of insights, uh, 
you don't have to scale the, the, the company. You don't have to scale your user base. Uh, the early users, sometimes uh, they, they are more, uh, you know, it's, it's very telling. Mm. It's so true. Yeah, like to, to really understand it's probably from a, like a product management perspective, but you really have to sit with your users, with your ultimate mm -hmm. customers, find out what the stickiness is, why they keep coming back to your point. And, and that's invaluable. But but apart from just the data and dashboards, you, you have to talk to them, right? And, and I guess that's what you guys did early on. Yeah, in fact, it's, I would say it's even more important than the, the data and dashboard because, you know, just having like 50 readers, it has not a lot, you know, <laughs> I'm talking about 50 people reading uh, a story, you know, there's not much you can <laughs> get from Google Analytics or any other data tools. Uh, you have to use your intuition uh, to do the uh, qualitative analysis in, in your head. That's mm -hmm. how you... Um, you gather the insight and have an informed opinion on what's the next step of the company or the product should be. And, and what are you and your co-founder telling yourself when you're going through, so now we, we crossed the two-year mark, there's an original mm -hmm. upload, you've, you've, yeah. you've started seeing some finally some traction, some light at the end of the tunnel, and you're starting to think about this capital raise. When, when you're basically self-funding this, doing this on the side, freelancing to make a living, what mm -hmm. do you keep telling yourself to persevere? Well, we uh, 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 let, let me let me share this part of the story. You know, after, sure. after about uh, uh, I believe in the summer of two thousand seven, uh, about a year after we we started, uh, as, as I mentioned, we we, we thought we could uh, we, we we could get to a million users by then, but we got a thousand. So it's kind of depressing. And uh, what's more depressing was um, we. Uh, we um, the it's a free product, but we put some Google ads uh, on the website uh, to uh, to see if uh, advertising would be become a business model. And uh, we got a got a check from Google uh, every quarter or something. You know, the the check that we got at that time was exactly two dollars. Like so <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know it's uh, in, in a way that. That two dollars is telling you, well, you you suck. Your your product is not working. You know, you, it could only generate two dollars because the traction is not there. But um, the uh, uh, the the funny thing is, we we thought about giving up, but uh, I think either Ivan and I, I can't remember who said this at that time, was. Well, um, our hosting cost was only five dollars, so we are three dollars away from break even. So <laughs> let, let's keep going. You know, we we just uh, don't do it. Uh, stop doing this uh, full time, right? Uh, we we have to you know uh, 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 do some side jobs to keep us alive. Uh, and uh, I think the at the end, we believe we believe innovation yesterday, we still believe innovation today, right? That's what we said at that time. And if we could figure out a way to keep going without uh, 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 plane crashing ourselves <laughs> financially, then, then let, let's continue and we figure out a way to, to keep going. I heard a story and I forgot which exactly which investor and I was listening to one of your interviews that you literally would sleep outside the door of these these offices for VCs until mm -hmm. they would take a meeting with you. Is this true or not? Yeah, it's, it's, it's mostly true. Uh, the uh, I, I believe it was um, maybe Series B or Series C. Um, I was in a, uh, in a time crunch and raising around and uh, I was 
like going back and forth uh, um, from Toronto to, to the Valley every, every week because I have many meetings lined up. And uh, um, uh, sleeping outside of the VC office, that, that part of the story, absolutely true. What happened was uh, after I finished the, the meetings and dinner, uh, it's already like 11 p.m. I, I uh, um, uh, drove the rental car to the hotel and, uh, and the hotel did not have my booking. Apparently the the credit card was expired or something or punched in the wrong credit card. It wasn't in the system, and the entire hotel was full. And I I have a um, eight a.m. meeting the, uh, the the following day, and I need the internet uh, to continue to work on my my deck. I need to make some changes, and uh, uh, well, without a hotel room and other hotel room uh, in the in in, in the area was fully booked. I couldn't find another room. So I just drove my car in front of a, in front of a Starbucks uh, and used their, their free Wi-Fi to continue to work and slept for a couple of hours and, and then head to the, the uh, uh, VC for, for, the, for the meeting. So um, wow, that's yeah, it was, yeah it, was, it was quite incredible. And, uh, um, and uh, literally sleeping outside of the VC, but not, not necessarily, I wouldn't say. <laughs> <laughs> way, way outside of the office until they take the meeting. That part of the story was exaggerated. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to get evicted at the same time. Like you actually no. want the meeting to do. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's funny, man. Do you ever miss those days? Like now that you, you're obviously way, way past that. But well, first of all, honestly, it surprised me that you said series B and C. I thought this would happen on the, like the seed stage. That's crazy that it was still happening when you're raising a much larger round. You've probably had more traction at this point and you're still doing this. Like you're, you're battling it out. It's still the same. For, for those who have been into multiple rounds of fundraising would tell you, uh, each round is the same. You, uh, it's very tough initially to, to get traction. You, you get uh, um, 99 no's before you, you, mm-hmm. you get a yes. And the yes is, is mostly like half the round or three quarter of the round that you want to raise. Uh, it's filled and, and then you 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 um, work like crazy to to talk to other investors to fill around and eventually you oversubscribe, <laughs> but it it wasn't like overnight. Uh, it it was a lot of hard work. Uh, the only difference between uh, C round, A round, and B rounds, uh, there are more zeros in the round, but That's the right. process exactly the same. Do you ever feel like you get a passport though, like a bit of a badge of credibility? Like it becomes a little bit easier, or no? You don't really experience that. I I don't think so. Yeah, I because the the valuation is going up, the 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 the, the bar is higher, uh, the number of nodes uh, they are all, all the same. <laughs> in, in a way, you know, VCs uh, uh, will tell you the same story. They they take a hundred meetings, they may say no to one or two. Right. The, the, the ratio is so, the percentage is so low um, that you, you just have to pitch a lot until you, you find the right uh, uh, VC to, 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 uh, to have the conviction in, in you or your company. Let's take a quick break. And I wanted to share a story that you know, really resonated, but also really current with our sponsor, Yubico, maker of the YubiKey. And it's about a YouTuber with more than 300,000 subscribers who basically loses access to all of his data within minutes. And what led to this? Well, he basically just replied to an email that otherwise looked normal. 
The YouTuber in this story, Marco Style, decided to open an email offering sponsorship for his channel. Once he clicked the link, an installer buried itself on his computer and, well, you know, it gets ugly after that. And once he figured out what was happening, he immediately cut power to his PC, did a fresh install, and changed all of his login info, as one would reasonably do. But by then it was too late, so the influencer's channel was sold on a Russian website for hacked YouTube channels. And get this, all of his videos were taken down. Believe it or not, stories like this are becoming increasingly common. Data has become the new oil, and there are hackers out there trying to commoditize it every single day. So having active accounts on basically every social media platform, I've decided to be more proactive about this. And that's why I'm partnering with Yubico to use their YubiKey, the strongest form of two-factor authentication available on the market. This means that in addition to your username and password, these portable and easy-to-use keys add an extra layer of protection to all of your accounts. It's literally as simple as that. So if you're interested, feel free to check them out using my code GEORGEK10 and save $10 on any YubiKey 5 series key purchase. Let's get back to the conversation. And, and you raised, I think, over, uh, or in total, like 117 million, uh, yeah. 117.8 million, I think, in total from international investors, yeah. both from US, Canada, Asia, you know, mm-hmm. globally, I would say some pretty yeah. big names in there. Uh, Tencent, BDC, right, Kickstarter, Peterson, uh, Rain, Omers. Th- there's a bunch in there. Mm-hmm. I want to ask your your advice for for raising. Obviously, having raised that much from from different investors, like what are some principles that you now know that if you were a first time founder, you would definitely apply? Um, the um, one thing quite unique. Uh, maybe I'll, uh, I'll touch on two things. Um, number one, uh, make sure uh, the investors that uh, um, you you, you want to be on, on the cap table are the one that that, that that you want, and they are the one that fully fully uh, bought into the mission and ambition and, and and the rest of the company because that alignment is so in so important. And if you, um, uh, you know, sometimes, of course, they are, they are VCs uh, that are solely capital provider, you know, that, there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, for, for those who uh, fully bought into your vision and mission and, and strategy, they, um, they, during the tough times, and I, I've never seen, including Wattpad, I've never seen a company that is a straight line up and to the right. It's always a roller coaster. Uh, and for those who are fully bought into your vision and mission, they will support you when you are, when you are, when you are going down, not going up. They will give you the support. Sometimes it's financial support. Sometimes it's mental support, or emotional support, uh, or, or other types uh, of support. But that support during the downtime, not the uptime, is 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 very very important. Um, the the other uh, interesting thing that I I believe uh, many um, founders, uh, based on my observation, many founders they. Uh, uh, they they all fall into this trap is they always underestimate how long it takes to raise a round because you know we all read the articles it looks like oh this company is not wasn't raising yesterday and boom uh, around, yeah you only see the headline you you have no idea that was uh, nine months or a year in the making and uh, um, uh, many 
entrepreneurs wait till the dying second before they raise when there's like two months of runway, three months or four months of runway left uh, because they, uh, for all the right reasons, they, they want to make sure uh, the numbers is a little bit higher so that uh, the valuation could be a little bit higher, a little bit less dilutive. In right. principle, of course, it's not wrong. But when you wait too long, when you are two months away from, from running out of money, um, guess who, who has uh, more negotiation power? It's not the founders, right? So um, it's, it's a common mistake that uh, so many founders have made. And I would say we, we are fairly unique. Um, Wattpad, uh, since we uh, raised our first round of funding, I don't think we ever had uh, less than 12 months of runway. Um, hmm. So we, multiple Le times- Leading we, up to the raise, like you always have 12 months. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, the, the four or five rounds that, that we raised, like two or three rounds, they were preemptive, you know, hmm. raised around way before I, I needed the money. Wow. And, and, and I know you talk a lot about this. Obviously, you're, you're, you're a proud Canadian tech entrepreneur, tech startup. Uh, you have a headquarters, I believe, in Halifax. The other one, is it in Toronto as well? Like, are they both in Canada or? Yeah, we, we, uh, um, we started in Toronto. We, uh, we, it's based in Toronto. But uh, about uh, a year ago, we, we started our second headquarters. In, in Halifax. So we, we have a dual headquarters now. Uh, the Toronto one is larger simply because uh, we, we had a longer history, uh, but the uh, team in Halifax uh, is growing pretty fast as well. And, and how true is this? I always used to talk about Big Fish Small Pond from a university perspective because I went to University of Ottawa and I mm -hmm. love that. And I, I, Malcolm Godwell published a book on this theory I'm, and you talk a lot about it, but I'm curious, like, did you want feel that in Canada? And on the cap raising side, to end that note, uh, was it still important to come to the U.S. and globally? Like it wasn't sufficient enough to just raise in Canada. Curious your take on that. Yeah, I think the, the landscape has changed a lot in, in the past 10 years. Uh, we raised our Series A exactly 10 years ago. Right? Wow. At that point in time, um, uh, the VCs in, in the Valley, they, they don't invest outside of the Valley. Uh, right. You know, let alone another country. So um, uh, uh, there, there was a lot of um, pushback and reservation when I, uh, especially when I raised the B round. That round was uh, squarely focused on Silicon Valley VCs. Uh, when they, uh, uh, they, they asked me, they, I love they always ask me the question like, when are you going to the moon, to, to the valley? Uh, they didn't ask me if I want to go to the valley. They asked me when. Uh, and they were all shocked by my answer. Uh, no, I, I have no plan. I, I have no plan to even open up, opening up an office. And, and, and the reason is uh, the, the big fish, small pond effect. Uh, and I, uh, I told them, um, look, as a small company, we had like 25, 30 employees. Uh, there's zero chance we can compete with Google, Facebook in the Valley, let alone Uber, Airbnb, you know, uh, at that time, right? Uh, so mm -hmm. um, um, I believe we have a much better chance to attract the top tier talents because we would be one of the very few uh, companies uh, at that time, you know, remember it was 10 years ago, uh, one of the very few uh, companies uh, in Toronto that 
could raise money from the Silicon Valley VCs. And the round we raised, uh, the B round, uh, it was $17 million. Uh, it's, it's tiny in today's standard, but remember 10 years ago, it was uh, the largest fundraise uh, by a Canadian company uh, after the bubble days. One of the largest, at least software, you know, I can't speak for hardware tech yes. companies, but it definitely uh, one of the largest, if not the largest. And because of that, we, we, we were making noise in Toronto and, and hiring talent would be what was much easier because of that, uh, of the multiple rounds of fundraise from Silicon Valley. Hmm. That's very interesting. Yeah, that, that's, that's really good perspective. Um, I want to jump into obviously the, the, the biggest news surrounding Wattpad at the moment. Uh, and and I, I think this, like the 30 minutes we just spent leading up to this, people are like, you know, I'm building suspense, like in a movie, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what I love is that in January of this year, you just announced that you entered into an agreement to get acquired by a South Korean, I think the largest internet South Korean company called Naver. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's home to Webtoon. Uh, it's a $600 million transaction expected to close Q2 of, of 2021. I'm knocking on wood. I don't know if you can hear it. Hope everything closes smoothly. But that that's massive, man. And I, I see a big sm- smile on your face. And it, I know, I know, I feel like it's genuine. I know and I feel it like, like it's genuine. But when when that happened and you talk about cap raising taking months, I'm assuming this also obviously took months. It's, we just read the headline. What was that process like? As much as you can, you know, obviously talk about it. I know it's pre-closed, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, just mindful, but but just yeah. The, what what was the process like there? Yeah, the um yeah. I can't I can't I can't uh, share the details of the process because uh, of, of all the of NDAs. Uh, but um, it is it wasn't as long as a typical fundraise. Uh, that's the interesting part, you know. Uh, I think uh, it it took uh, um, a couple of months, uh, but um, the um, what I would what I would say is. We 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 are in a fairly unique uh, situation because we we know uh, Webtoon and Naver uh, for quite some time, uh, especially Webtoon. Uh, it's very similar to Wattpad, except that it's not uh, fiction; it's it's uh, for comics. So, but um, uh, otherwise, the, the the two products, the the way we 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 think about uh, uh, the, the the business, uh, extremely similar. So in, in a way, it's a match made in heaven. Once we engage into the conversation, we, we, we know it's uh, uh, kind of love at, at first sight. I would want to use that, this word, but you know, we, we knew each other for quite some time, so it's not quite. But uh, the, the, the process went really quickly and, and uh, um, very smoothly. Um, but at the end of the day, um, it's... Uh, we are in a u- fairly unique situation because um, uh, we are the company, uh, what type of company has been growing very, very strong uh, in, a, in the past few years. Uh, the uh, uh, user numbers are um, up and to the right. Uh, um, and if you look at the, the financials of the company, it was uh, uh, last Q4 was uh, one of our uh, first quarters uh, that's uh, a cash flow positive, actually. So um, oh. financially, we are, uh, we are in fantastic position. Uh, but uh, this opportunity is, is so unique because um, of the similarities between the two companies and also our expansion into 
uh, movies and TV shows uh, and, and print books from our origin of a mobile reading app, you know, uh, uh, that's still true. We haven't pivoted. <laughs> we just keep on expanding into different areas. And uh, we, we um, about uh, six, seven, eight years, I would say more, more like eight years ago, we, we recognized that we should not be staying in a swim lane of reading, writing, or publishing. We should leverage the, the content IP on our platform and, and leverage that IP for other forms of entertainment. So the combination of Webtoon and Wattpad would give the combined entity two superpowers on, on turbochargers. One is it expands our user base. Wattpad's user base has not, uh, over 90 million monthly users, so pretty close to 100 million now, um, and expand that to the uh, combined audience of 160 million, almost double the size of the audience uh, Overnight, and we we uh, we have the capability in in comics and animation and other forms of entertainment instantly. So the uh, uh, if we were to do it ourselves, it would take us uh, many many years to to build that business. So as as a business acceleration uh, acquisition, and and that's why we are so excited about this. Yeah, I, I think that the last part of what you just said, Alan, I think that's what stood out to me the most, Do, you know, doing research yesterday and listening to some of your interviews. I think what aspiring founders and hopefully listening to this, what you caught on to what you were just saying was the M&A route isn't necessarily the exit, right? It's not like, you know, because when, when you say exit, it's treated like the finish line, but obviously to, to how you're framing it, this is the starting point of mm-hmm. what pads, you know, next phase of growth, i.e. doubling down the, the user growth overnight. I, I think that that's a fundamental point that you're making. Absolutely. Uh, that's what I've been telling the, the company. Uh, this acquisition is perhaps the, the, uh, the season finale of season one, but season two is starting today. Uh, right. Season two is going, the, the sequel is going to be uh, even more amazing because we can do things faster, quicker, and uh, with the backing of one of the largest uh, internet companies in, in the world. Yeah, that, that, that's super exciting. Well, I wish you the best on that. Um, I know we can't go into much more detail. So flipping quickly, you said, um, you know, close to 100 million users. Today, you have uh, roughly 90 TV film projects uh, mm-hmm. in development. You've obviously seen a lot on the platform. One of, and I did a poll on Instagram uh, asking folks what they would like to ask you. One of the questions was, what's your favorite book or, or show that, or movie that was, you know, produced via or had a link via Webpad? Ah. Um, the uh, uh, well, there, there, there's so many. Uh, the um, uh, uh, maybe I'll, I'll highlight uh, uh, the one that uh, unfortunately I, I can't speak the language, uh, but I, I do want to highlight because it's a very good example of, um, of what of what we have achieved. As the right behind me, the poster turn on is a, a romantic comedy in uh, in Indonesia. Uh, so um, wow. we we just launched this uh, a month ago. Uh, it became uh, one of the most popular, if not the most popular, uh, ever on that streaming platform. So um, the 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 reason we we are able to do that is because uh, 
uh, of the building audience, the story itself already have like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of uh, people reading that. But also the data is uh, giving us uh, a lot of insight of uh, which part of the story is resonating. And so when we do the adaptation, uh, we can, uh, um, we, we, we know which part to keep, which part to throw away because uh, uh, when, when you take a, um, uh, long story or modpad and compress that into 10 episodes uh, you have to cut out a lot of things mm -hmm. so um, that's uh, very interesting um, so uh, the other one uh, to uh, answer your question uh, this is one of the stories that I'm reading it's, it's a teen romance story but uh, uh, it's called She's With Me um, written by a Canadian uh, uh, writer uh, as well um, uh, but uh, what I want to highlight is this one, we are actually working with uh, Sony Pictures together and, and turning this into, uh, into um, a, TV, um, a TV project right now. And uh, uh, the, the book is uh, published. Uh, 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 we are the publisher. Uh, we have a division called Wapet Books, uh, turning the, uh, some of our top stories into in the print books. So you can buy this uh, in Canada, in Indigo, and uh, in the US and Barnes & Noble, you, you see physical paper book uh, that bears our logo uh, on the bookshelf. I really think that, you know, the, the, the cool part to what you're doing is like, yeah, there's a software component, it's a tech platform, but I think that like physical product, I saw the the, mm -hmm. the iron ring, by the way, I, I, I don't know if I missed that, but, right? You're yeah, a civil yeah. engineer. Are you civil yeah. or mechanical? Uh, elect electrical. Electrical. All right. I'm not going to cause any political issues. I know there's usually <laughs> arguments between, I have a lot of friends who are engineers, uh, but I think what's cool. And I always tell my engineering friends, I'm like, I'm in finance, right? So I, mm -hmm. I traditionally in sales and marketing operationally, but it's cool when you see like a bridge, like my friend right now is working on a bridge in Montreal. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's man. like for the next 50 years, you have something that you can just point to and be like, I worked on that, yeah. you know? And so for you, apart from the software side, how cool is it to walk into a bookstore and see a physical you know, birth of, of a product that came from Wattpad, if I can put it that way. Yeah, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I passed by a bookstore. I just couldn't resist the temptation to go in and go to uh, the, 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 the fiction uh, section to, uh, to find some of our books. And uh, many times I, I have to take a selfie with the book, <laughs> yeah, especially when I'm traveling to some places that I don't normally go to. You know, it's, uh, uh, it's a, surreal, a really surreal experience uh, to see, you know, uh, some of the hard work. Uh, not just from me, but from my team of 200 people in, in, uh, in, in the company. Um, they spend a lot of time and effort, uh, lots of heart and soul goes into these books or movies or TV shows uh, and uh, seeing the, the real product, tangible real product, uh, a physical artifact that you can, you can hold on your hand. Is, is, uh, uh, there's something about... Uh, uh, non-digital i have to say not saying digital uh, right. media and digi digital content is not great but uh that physical aspect is is uh taking the whole experience to another level on that note too like because you're, you're and i agree i fully agree I, I love the the smell of a book i know it sounds really weird but you know i love holding a book i love the and this is a i'm in the process of moving as i told you this is why i have this this weird banner um but it's nice to have a book set up but curious, like with that, the disruption, but also just the streaming, no commercials. Like there's a lot changing from the time you started Wattpad to now. Mm -hmm. What do you see moving forward in the entertainment space? Yeah, I, I think this is, um, um, yeah, this is a very good question. Uh, what we want to build is uh, 
it's a very long lasting company that can uh, you know uh, overcome the test of time so um that's why uh, uh about 10 years ago when we uh when when we started to get uh, traction when we were talking about uh, maybe 2010 around that time we already close to like half a million users you know we achieved product market fits and uh, uh, around that time we start thinking how we can make this company everlasting that will never ever be be obsolete by technology or other disruption so um, what we figure out is people may continue to read and write. Uh, people definitely would continue to read and write. They just read and write differently. And over time, uh, we changed that to people will always want to be entertained. They, the, the, the ways to entertain them would be different over time. So we, we don't want to confine ourselves to certain form of um, certain ways to entertain people, you know, because, because uh, that have a limited uh, shelf life. However, entertainment itself, if you look back in history, 400 years ago, people still read, write, and uh, want to be entertained. And 400 years from now, I'm pretty sure people still want to be, uh, be entertained as well. So that's why we, uh, when, when you ask me what Wattpad is, we are a global multi-platform entertainment company. That mm. statement probably will never change. We just change the company to adapt to uh, uh, to the latest and greatest uh, at that point in time. Yeah, to, to the form. Mm, um, yeah. Well, when you say entertainment, all I could think about was like during during COVID when everybody was watching T uh, Tiger King. You know mm -hmm. that, that yeah. it, it, it's a it's a good anecdote. You're right though. I mean, they're going to latch on to anything that keeps them entertained, whether mm -hmm. we're at home, in a park, on a plane. Yeah we're always doing something, right? We, we can't mm -hmm. be bored. So I, I, I can see that. Yeah, exactly. And, and, that, and that's why we, um, we are now into publishing. We are now working on movies and TV shows. Uh, um, and there are many other forms of entertainment that we have not even touched. And uh, coming back to, to Naver, just kind of re repeat what I said. Uh, now we have uh, comics and animation in our toolbox as well. That entertainment ecosystem uh, just double in size uh, in terms of number of forms that we can support. Uh, uh, it's double uh, overnight. Uh, that's why we are super, super excited about this acquisition. I'm, I'm equally excited for you, man. But to, wrap, to wrap this up, Alan, and I appreciate your time here. What, what advice would you give to aspiring founders? And one of the other questions we got that kind of parlays to this is, uh, basically, any plans going forward aimed at strengthening strengthening the local Toronto startup ecosystem. So, kind of two folds there. Yeah, I think the um, um, uh, you know kind of related to what I talked about uh, earlier. Um, Ten years ago, people asked me when you are going to move to the valley. Right? People stop asking this and, and stop asking Toronto-based company or Canadian companies to move to the Valley uh, starting a few years ago. But uh, the early stage was always harder. You know, I can, there were a hand, only maybe, you can count how many uh, venture back companies uh, in one hand five years ago, but now, you know, you, uh, you, uh, there are time. just so many, right? Um, and uh, the, the, it's, it's, uh, 
the direction is, uh, uh, is in reverse right now. VCs are coming to Canada and, and Toronto. You know, uh, name one tier one VCs uh, that um, has no Canadian or Toronto-based investment. You, you, hardly you can find anyone these days. So um, we, uh, we already have a very, very big ecosystem. You know, we don't uh, have to play that uh, big fish, uh, small pond uh, narrative anymore. We, we, we are at scale. Um, that being said, I think um, uh, relatively speaking, the number of companies that, uh, that uh, have achieve these three stages uh, of a company, start, scale, and succeed, is still um, very uh, relatively small in, in the Canadian ecosystem. Uh, they are, they, increasingly, there are more, uh, but uh, um, you know, uh, um, we still have uh, a long way to go. But what's so exciting about um, uh, uh, what happened in the past 10 years, uh, uh, there are uh, more people like me who have uh, uh, a single person uh, uh, have gone through th uh, the three phases, uh, start, scale and succeed uh, in a single company. And that's a very unique uh, perspective because you, you know what the evolution is like, what to watch out for, how to, how, how to grow from a C stage to, to a scale up and then from a scale up to um, uh, um, to a very successful outcome, whether it's IPO or getting acquired. Um, that experience is unique, but since we have more people having that right now, we can recycle both the knowledge experience and equally importantly, the capital into the local system. So um, I'm very, very optimistic and, and bullish uh, um, of what's going to happen in the next decade uh, um, in, in this ecosystem here. That's amazing. Well, listen, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate your time. And as you said, this is basically the end of season one. So hopefully for the sequel, I'll have you on to end season two. And I don't know, we'll, we'll see what, what magic you draw up then. But anyway, thanks a lot, Alan. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. And just for, I want to say one more thing. We are not done yet. Thanks again to our sponsor, Yubico, maker of YubiKey, for partnering on this episode. If you are interested in being proactive about keeping your data safe and secure, head over now using the link in the description. You can use my promo code GEORGEK10 and save $10 on any YubiKey5 series key purchase. If you found this podcast useful, make sure to share it out with your community. And if you haven't already done so, subscribe to the podcast. I'll see you next time.